0: I'm Euro. I'm Chris, and this is Fork Bomb. April tenth, two thousand and twenty, uh, and we actually don't really have a title for this. We will come up with it though. While we talk, we will come up with the title to this episode.
1: <laughs> We're gonna talk about our oh, um, where are my manners? Good evening, Gero.
0: Howdy, Chris. How you doing? Good, you? Good, good. How are you um how are you liking the uh the state of uh working from home and being at home and staying home? I don't wanna talk about it. Wow, like that. Okay, uh, well
1: it's it's good, you know. Um shut in, but um I have really good company and um it's a good place to be.
0: Okay, well for the folks in the future, uh we're we're here in the past when uh this whole COVID nineteen thing is going on, so uh so we're all stuck at home. And um and I realized something. Um I don't really go out much. So this isn't really affecting me all that much. I mean, yeah, it sucks that um that I don't really have anywhere to go, but then I'm like, would I have gone anywhere anyway? hmm yeah so i'm kind of a hermit and um and this just uh hasn't really made my life a whole lot different so um yeah i'm I'm actually okay with it <laughs> <laughs> uh but i don't live in a big city so uh so you know i i, I just you know it that's kind of boring here so yeah so um chris what were we going to talk about today are something we didn't have to research yay so we get to talk about our retro machines i read your mind <laughs>
1: there is no way you <laughs> don't that have we, to research
0: uh, it then it's definitely going to be about our retro rigs <laughs> <laughs> there
1: is no way that we uh, previously discussed this before recording
0: oh this is these these are the fun ones um Either that, or whoever's listening and and has has listened to the the first podcast and all the way to now, they they definitely see our um, degradation of quality. <laughs> I uh, reduced the editing
1: down to half an hour. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we're, the goal is to not edit, you know, just just upload.
1: <laughs> um, I guess we should. I guess everyone has a different, different definition of what a retro machine is. So, what do we consider retro? How,
0: how old? The real deal, the and bare it, metal.
1: And is it based on time, or is it based on sentimentality and, and nostalgia?
0: Ooh, um, you know what? I never really thought about that because I'm, I'm seeing. I'm, so, I'm in a lot of retro groups and uh, Facebook. It's typically our, where I post our, our, our podcast, everything. And I'm seeing some some younger folks uh, that are saying, oh yeah, my, my first, uh, my, my first video game console was the PS2 and oh yeah, you know, it's, it's so old now. And, um, uh, and you know, that just makes me feel older, but, um, but you're right, you know, that could be retro to them. So it's all on uh, perspective, but for the sake of keeping things, um, uh, easy and everything, I'm going to say that, uh, uh you know a a true retro rig for me anyway would be something like a a 386 486 and below that's that's that to me is that definite retro vintage territory um i and i know some people will say that no well you know you got the trash 80s and those things are were uh were retro and yes and we've talked about it we've we've have episodes on that and we're we're fully we fully understand uh however uh, I think that if you were to ask anybody if a 486 or a 386 machine is retro, they're most likely gonna say yes. I I I, I would have a hard time believing that somebody's gonna say no. That's too modern, you know. So so, um, but keeping that in mind, I just realized I don't have a retro rig. Then <laughs> <laughs> I have a new Fandangle uh, uh, modern gaming rig. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, people still consider what I have. And I think what you have too, to be retro uh, yours is even older than mine. Um, but, um, but to, to call it true retro. So maybe, maybe we should call it, maybe there's a difference and maybe we can get this thing started like that. I mean, we should start a movement. So we call stuff that's retro, actually retro classic. And then what we just have is just retro. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Seeing if it sticks. But, uh, but yeah, so I have a retro machine and, um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it.
1: Um, what I consider retro, I think, is anything below Windows NT, which is actually kind of weird because I think I make my marker of retro the software rather than the hardware. And the other weird thing is even though I'm a diehard, die-hard open source hippie um, and won't run anything but Linux, I have no desire to run an old version of Linux, but I love running old versions of Windows.
0: It's, uh, I, I'm with you, and I think it's uh, a lot of nostalgia, is, uh, is, is, you because know, I, I don't know, I mean, do you, do you have nostalgia for Red Hat 5.2? Uh, no, I mean, not, not really. Um, right, so all I have is pains uh installing it and everything it's just just bad memories i guess uh because back then it it really was much much harder to use mhm um let's see retro retro so so we we have two definitions for retro and i just split our re- my retro definition into two retro definitions so now wow we're definitely fork bombing this because <laughs> we have retro for software and, uh, and two different definitions for retro for hardware. So we have uh, what I'm calling retro classic TM and uh... <laughs> <laughs> retro chic. <sheep. laughs> yeah. So, uh, but retro software, I mean, I like it and, uh, and I agree with you. Although uh, I don't know if I would just say Windows NT is, is retro. I mean, I, I want to lump in there Windows 95, Windows 95 SR2. Windows ninety eight, Windows ninety eight with plus, Windows ninety eight second edition, <laughs> um, just not Millennium. So, so I would, I would, I would lump in there Windows ninety eight. Yeah, not Millennium. No, screw that. Screw. I'd rather try to install Red Hat five dot two thirty million times than run Windows Millennium. While the uh, Facebook retro computing
1: users group that I'm in will. Typically, have uh, slap fights over whether Windows Millennium was good or not. They also have um, shouting matches over um, whether retro means older than ten years or not. But personally, there, there that, is that. Personally, that puts it in the Windows XP era. And no, no, even beyond that. Actually, when I was ten years old. When I was in IT, um, I worked on a lot of Windows XP machines, so my hatred for that operating system is so deep that i will never have any nostalgia for it
0: okay um my hatred doesn't go that deep i i actually it doesn't go deep at all um i did enjoy windows xp uh but i didn't really have to deal with all the problems that you dealt with i i was i was dealing with printer issues and you know fax machines and all that other stuff i i wasn't really dealing with problems with the os itself um I actually hate Windows 2000 more than Windows XP. Really? Windows 2000. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Windows XP was uh, slightly forgiving on the on the driver end, and uh, and its safe mode was actually pretty usable, uh, and you had system restore and things like that. I mean, it wasn't that bad. Uh, Windows 2000, though, that was like that that was hardcore. If your drivers, you know, screwed up for whatever reason, or you downloaded the wrong ones or you use the wrong drivers and, and, and you try to force it to use the that driver, uh, forget it. It was over. This giant middle finger, uh, Windows 2000 was not forgiving whatsoever. And actually, that was an even more forgiving operating system than Windows NT. So, you know, there's some NT system admins out there um, that 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 really, you know what? I really think that those NT systems admin, though, would just grab the hardware that worked, you know, and so then you have an okay experience with it. But, but if you, if you had some, some other kind of hardware, some brand new hardware that, that just, it, it barely, you know, the drivers barely worked or they were release 1.0 drivers, then you were going to have a bad time. And, and Windows 2000, similar experience. Although I did like the user interface, uh, quite a bit, um, user desktop icons and things like that. I even like this little splash screen and the, and the music and everything, you know, the little chime, Windows logo chime thing. Um, uh, but, um, and I also, I think Windows 2000 was one of the first ones to have a mouse shadow, which I really do like and I always enable it because I'm um, just like that. Um, but uh, but yeah, Windows 2000 was a pain in the ass when it came to that. Um, Windows XP was actually not too bad. But if we're talking 10 years ago, 10 years ago would have been in the Windows 7 realm. So that would mean that people with Windows 7 are, you know, are, are what considered retro. Uh, you know windows 7 that was that's the os right before windows 10 oh, no wait i'm sorry windows 8 yeah so i don't know i mean it feels a little strange to me uh, 10 years 10 years you would have seen 10 years ago in 2010 you had early core i7s you had the the um, i forgot uh oh boy Starts with an N, the code name for the code I, Core i 7s The the early versions, the the first Core i 7s that came out, the the first gen. Um, those weren't that bad at all, and actually, I still have one, and it it runs really well. Um, it it, it overclocks really well, and um, I haven't had a whole lot of uh, you know I haven't had a whole lot of problems with it. And 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 by the way if we're if we're looking at 10 years that would mean that in about 2 or 3 years we're going to consider the Sandy Bridge Core i7 a retro chip and I refuse to think that <laughs> you know so <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of hate uh, online about you know the whole 10 year thing but I refuse to think that a Sandy Bridge processor which is a second generation Core i7 is retro I, I just can't
1: I'm going to disagree with you. I think Windows 2000 was my favorite. Yeah? Please do tell. It just worked. It had none of the uh, features that I considered useless from XP. It was solid. Never had a driver issue.
0: So I think that the reason you had a good time with Windows XP was probably because you didn't have a whole lot of, of, of hardware to to run it on. I mean, I'm thinking maybe you you may have played the the safe part, uh, safe safe route. I mean, did you have uh, did you have any graphic cards uh, back then? And were, were you were you playing were you no. playing games? And
1: not really. They were typically hand-me-down machines, and I've never been a PC gamer.
0: Okay, so um, back in the Windows 2000 days. Um, I was a PC gamer. Uh, I forgot what video card I would have had back then. Probably a Voodoo 3 or something like that. Probably a Voodoo 3. Um, But I did my... So my particular machine had two processors. It was a Dual Pentium 2 400s. Yeah. Dual Pentium 2 400s on a TN motherboard. Something like that. I I forgot. Um, And and a Sound Blaster like in Sonic or something like that. Or maybe PCI-128 and the drivers were just driving me crazy drivers were driving me <laughs> yeah um <laughs> it it uh it you would load one and it wouldn't work and you you just tr- you would try to you know you would you would tell windows that no install those drivers anyway and then that's when just things went to hell um i had i had a lot of i had a hard time with windows 2000 not only that but it felt slow i don't know i don't know why but it felt really slow uh, at the time, uh, Windows XP came out and it, it, it had that native compatibility from Windows ninety ninety eight, 98. So it still had, it, it could, because it had 16 bit legacy code still in there. Um, and, um, and so it, it, you could still use, um, you could, you, you could still use some legacy drivers and some legacy items from Windows 98 and, and make it run well on Windows XP, not Windows NT, uh, Windows 90, uh, to Windows 2000, which was, uh i think it's nt5 no wait yeah yeah that's right so windows 2000 is windows nt5.0 and yeah when, um, um, when i see yeah. you um we're actually doing
1: a a video conference this time when i see you talk about your experiences with windows 2000 you get that uh thousand yard stare um yeah that, that looks like you've 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 seen things man you've you've seen i've things. seen things
0: you know what? I actually still have the box uh, for Windows Two Thousand. I don't want to get it. I don't want to get it right now, and, and then just somehow get the mic unplugged and everything. But I still, <laughs> I still do have that box. Um, I freaking hate it, man. But but I, I can't get rid of it. <laughs> well, we
1: we did want to we did want to um, talk about our actual physical retro rigs that we have right now. Yep. That yep. we that we, we consider retro. So what do you have? Why is it retro? What do you do with it?
0: So I have a Dell. Oh, everybody's going to hate me now. What? He didn't make <laughs> his own. I've been making my own machine forever, guys. So, um, yeah, it's a Dell. Uh, Dell XPS, Dimension XPS-T750R. So uh, basically what that translates to, it's a Pentium 3 750 Megahertz. Um... It has, uh, I love the motherboard. It has a 440BX chipset that Intel made. That thing is legendary. It is rock solid. Haven't had any problems with it. Um, it has an AGP slot, PCI, and um, ISA. So it pretty much has the uh, the trinity that, uh, that I need for, for, for retro retro gaming and, and, and all that. So uh, what else does it have? It has. Um, I have two hard drives, 7200 RPM, Um, But then you were so kind to give me one of those IDE flash card uh, converters, so I'm running my operating system on one of those SD cards, and then my D drive, or my secondary uh, drive, is on uh, on one of the uh, spinning disks, one of the 7200 RPM drives. Um, What else? network card uh oh video card is a geforce uh 6200, 6200 passive cooled uh which you gave me so thanks chris appreciate it mm-hmm. um and uh and it is great and actually mine's the pci version i wish i had the agp but hey i'm i'm glad that i have what i have because it's worked really well and i'm not going to switch it uh, besides you gave it to me so it's it's got some value um so so yeah uh passive cooled so you can't really hear anything no fans or anything like that to deal with and my processor is also passively cooled so i don't know how that thing hasn't blown up yet <laughs> uh it's it, it's mind-boggling <laughs> that i'm running a, a pentium 750 with just passive cooling but it it runs so then, yeah um let's see anything else anything else oh and of course the sound card it's a sound blaster uh 64 isa for uh, for dos gaming um let's see i think i put a dvd drive in there because it's the only thing i found uh ide dvd drive uh works well in dos so no problems there um and uh um, that's it five and uh three three and a quarter floppy drive how about you chris well uh what have you ran on
1: it what what have you done with it
0: oh yeah what have i done with it um so so we've uh Let's see, I've ran Duke Nukem 3D, which is uh, probably my favorite DOS game now, Um, that and Descent. Descent is really fun. Descent 1, um, you know what, I haven't given any playthroughs at all to Descent 2, at all, period. I've never played Descent 2, which is kind of weird, because I love Descent, but Descent 1's the one that I keep playing, and then we play together, so um, yeah, it's Descent 1 uh descent descent and uh what else i like commander keen and things like that probably commander keen 4 i like playing i like playing any kind of apogee software that was released um past the beginning parts i mean past uh scott's uh the the first one the 80s the the, the late 80s apogee games i don't really like much but the early 90s and and on uh, i really enjoy so anything that anything apogee put out um, I play, um, Epic mega games, whatever they put out. I play, I have a, I have a, I have like two CDs that, um, that I purchased back then. And I still have it even now that I purchased back w- when I was a kid, um, uh, that has a ton of shareware games. And I love just loading it cause, uh, it's the exact same interface and everything that I saw back then. And, you know, nostalgia is pretty powerful. Um, and then, uh, what was the last question? Why?
1: No, just uh, uh, what have you done with it, and what have you ran? What what have you ran on it?
0: And well, running games. Um, my operating system of choice is Windows ninety eight SE two, which I don't think anybody would uh, would um, would hate on. Um, and uh, and DOS, some kind of weird version of DOS seven. Uh, it's between DOS 622 with some DOS seven command com, and then we found that what was that weird DOS command? Com that we found that was really neat and four DOS, four DOS. That's great. So oh, yeah. that's the command com that I'm running. Yeah, there's going to be um, uh,
1: yeah. exactly two people that think that Windows ME was the better
0: version. Somebody will come out. You know what? Bring it. <laughs> Fine. I want to hear the. Com- you know what? I'm okay with it. Hit dislike on the on the podcast. Change I wanna hear All your reasons. I want to hear all your reasons. Also, um, I want somebody to, to to have told me. And actually, you know what? Do it now. Buy a Sound Blaster and Sonic, okay, and install it on Windows ME with the creative drivers that came out when the Insonic came out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and if you can make that work with the original creative drivers, then, uh, then you're awesome. Uh, how about you, Chris? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I've had two in recent history. Um, I'll talk about the one I have now and the one that I got rid of that I kind of miss. Uh, currently, I have a Compact 52, a Compact Presario 5204 with an AMD k 62 450 megahertz CPU, I think about 128 megabytes of RAM, um, and it's curr- is currently alternating back and forth between FreeDOS and Windows 98 SE, uh, SE2. Is it SE or SE2?
0: I think it's SE2. SC. Yeah, I SC. said SC2, didn't I? Um but SC. Uh,
1: but it is running the unofficial Windows 98 service pack and the NT kernel stuff and
0: um oh are you running the X kernel and all that stuff to yeah. you know to modernize it? Yeah, yeah. honestly and that, I think... that unofficial SP2 or something or SP3. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, I've done the usual array of DOS games, Duke, Doom. Um, but I've done but I'm I'm also doing some unique things on it as well. Uh, for example, I really Cubase. enjoy okay. I really enjoy uh, using FreeDOS and having that online. So I have the NTCP stack installed, so we can uh, do um, internet-based things. I use it as an online streaming jukebox through uh, MPX Play. Um, it can still play digital media. Import or um, not digital media. That's that's UCF. Um, digitally imported radio, just fine from there. Uh, MPX play is really cool because it, it's a DOS audio player, but it plays every format. It's still maintained. Huh. Um, and I tried, oh. running, I tried running Windows 3.1 on free DOS, but that did not work. Um, the most unique thing I've done with it is I've ran Next Step on it. Actually, open step. And I had it running as a fully functional open-step machine with all of the hardware working. Um, it's, what What other hardware is in there? Uh, 3Com network card, because that's just easy to work with, with DOS. Um, AW, um, and AWE64, Value, uh, Creative Labs, Sound Blaster, which I never had one of the all-64s as a kid. So hearing DOS games with better MIDI, it, it was yes. like playing the games when they were new.
0: Yes, yes. What Duke else? with yes, MIDI.
1: definitely. Of course, um, um, LGR will tell you that the uh, the uh, Gravis ultrasound is the best for Duke, but, you know, I agree to disagree.
0: Uh, well, yeah. Don't, doesn't he run a Roland MP2 oh, yeah. or something like that? Yeah, I mean. He has, you know, a, he has a MIDI teller. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, some, that's some hardware right there. Um, but, yeah. And he has some awesome satellites, I think, too. Some Rolands and. No. I had OpenStep fully functional,
1: which uh, for anyone that doesn't know, actually we did a podcast on Next Step and OpenStep. So if you don't know about it, um, go back and find that episode. We'll tell you all about it. But it, it yeah. was the, it was the precursor to what macOS currently is, and to have mm-hmm. it running on um, on actual hardware, it's kind of like a weird um, proto Hackintosh, if you will. Um. And the machine I had before that was an, an IBM Ativa, uh twenty-one thirty-seven that had an AMD K six two hundred and thirty-three megahertz, um, and same type things there DOS gaming. But I did run OS two Warp on it, um, which hmm. I, didn't we do an episode on OS two? I don't know if we did. I didn't run
0: gotta it. check. I don't know. Anyways, um
1: that was really fun, and that's really easy easy to do on IBM hardware because they used to ship their hardware with OS2. Hmm.
0: So full compatibility and everything.
1: Yep. I couldn't get OS2 warp to run very well on the Compaq. Hmm.
0: Interesting. I wonder what, what changed. What what does the Aptiva have that the Compaq doesn't have? And
1: Honestly, I think I got everything working except the sound card. Hmm.
0: Did you have a different sound card back then? Uh, Sound Blaster 16, right? Yeah, Sound
1: Blaster 16. It didn't have uh, OS2 Warp. it didn't have very good support for AWE 64, but uh, I did get that working under OpenStep. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: So, Um, uh, games and obscure operating systems, and uh, I also ran some oddball forms of old Linux on it here and there, but that's never as
0: fun for some reason. 5.2. two. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah actually i i didn't think about that but we have done a lot um don't forget ftp servers so we've done that with uh oh. with dos
1: can i talk about um the um how we play dos games online
0: yeah yeah i'm sure people would want to know i mean there's so it's, let's uh it's better than dos box
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's say you have a copy of warcraft 2 or Doom or Duke Nukem or any of the old games that rely on IPX networking for mm-hmm. uh, playing a game on the local land, but you want to play with your buddy um, across the country. Well, right, you... it's
0: not in your local land.
1: Yep. IPX is not internet routable. That was pre-IP. How do you do that? What we ended up doing was uh, setting up an OpenVPN server and an OpenVPN client set up to use um, use a tap connection. So that works at layer two of the OSI model, and that means that it's like having two physical switches hooked up to each other. Um, and so that transfers IPX packets. So a, you have your router uh, dial into my router's open server and then mm-hmm. that that creates a bridge to my 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 um my DOS network and then it's as if we're on the same LAN. One of us starts the uh Doom server or descent server, the other one just shows up and it works great. Yep. It and does work great. It's faster than physical physical connections were back then.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because you're you're using the the, the local LAN um, absolutely. I, I, I love the way that it works. And and if you were to just sit down and, and actually use it, if you were to go and, 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 and go into multiplayer in any of these games, it functions pretty much the exact way that it did back then. There 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 is no you know and now you got to load this driver up. Blah, blah, blah. No, it's none of that. You just you go into multiplayer and you know you all of a sudden see Chris pop up. You know it's the exact same way that it used to work. I think we were playing uh different games. Duke was one of them. Descent. Uh, Blood. Uh, Blood blood yeah absolutely that worked really well so yeah and and it's a it's a great system um i'm i'm so glad that 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 uh you you put it together chris that that's awesome um that uh that that definitely you know between just well what what would you have to do extra on dos you'd you'd have to load um you'd, you'd probably have to load your network drivers and get an ip that's it and, which is not hard
1: Extra I mean on that, extra on DOS for what?
0: When you when you start DOS up, um, you have to you have to make sure that you're loading your your um, oh, 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 your network card right. Yeah, your your network your network card gets loaded on startup and it, it captures an IP. Well, and that's all doable with uh, like MTCP and things like that. It's just pretty easy stuff. That's the funny thing. You you don't need an IP because oh that's right IPX ah, yes. is IPX yeah yeah, yeah. you pre-IP. totally said that already yep yep. You're absolutely right, but you do have to load your network card up. Yes, so there is that. But um, but that's it. Yeah, you don't you don't have to load your IP. That's that's absolutely right. Um, but you know what's fun is loading your IP and then pinging stuff in DOS. That's fun. <laughs> um, or using what is that? That wacky browser? Um, that DOS browser? Oh, Arachnos um, or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's uh, we we. You know what we gotta try is this those like send mail things. You know, and I want to send messages in DOS. You know. <laughs>
1: I've also yeah that that, that would be fun. I have considered um hooking up a DOS IRC client to a Biddleby server. Uh mm. is a is an IRC server that can connect to other chat protocols so you can connect that to Slack and Hangouts and other things like that. Um so huh. that would be one interesting thing to do. Um yeah. I've also used DOS to uh, telnet into BBS servers.
0: Yep. Yeah. Didn't didn't we run uh, software for that? Uh, for for uh Eric's um uh, his his did his, no wait. Eric had, his own,
1: else. Eric had his own BBS server and we yeah, used Yeah, his had, own
0: BBS, yeah. Uh Decker yeah, 7, different. it was called.
1: Hmm. Not sure what a Decker is. Um get the feeling I don't want to know for some reason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh and you know what we gotta try is uh and we wanted to do a podcast at some point. Um with our with our DOS rigs or with our retro rigs. Um the Novell stuff. And and since we have an IPX network, then that should work pretty well. We should be able to see each other and everything. Should be. Yeah. I don't think Novell networks had oh boy, I'm gonna get some heat. Um, but I don't know enough about Novell. I don't know if it had I don't know if a Novell network could could, could go out. I don't think it had a gateway. Um, I'm gonna go with it didn't have a gateway, and um, and then somebody's gonna write back it did, but I'm gonna go with it didn't, I'm I'm almost I'm like I'm like maybe I'm like sixty percent sure <laughs> that it didn't have a gateway. <laughs> yeah. So oh. I think it was all. Yeah.
1: I forgot to mention. Um, my current rig has a Voodoo two three D graphics accelerator.
0: Man, you're so leet. It's not as good you know what as you
1: mean? It's not as good as that GeForce that you have, but I could not run the GeForce in mine because the power supply isn't powerful enough and it's super proprietary to the uh, computer to the and so I couldn't replace it with anything else.
0: You know what you could do is you could run two Voodoo 2s in SLI mode. I tried
1: it. I don't I don't think they were exactly the same. And uh, Oh,
0: the memory I think was a mismatch or something.
1: Yeah. And I'm not Yeah,
0: yeah I think you may have the 12 megabyte Voodoo 2 or something.
1: And I'm not Gonna go and uh, try to buy a new one because everyone is into retro rigs. And whenever you see eBay Mm -hmm. listings for vintage and rare hardware, you know it's going to be multiple hundreds of dollars for some piece of shit card just because it's old.
0: (laughs) Tell me about it. I've been trying to. uh, So so every once in a while, as you know, every once in a while I get that 486 itch, which is basically I've been wanting to build a 486 DX266 forever. And, uh, and sometimes I get that itch that I really want to build it. And then I go online and I go on eBay and start sourcing out everything. And, and it's just ridiculously expensive. And then I kind of lose the itch, but I do get it like almost every other week. <laughs> and then I go back <laughs> on eBay and see, and, and I want to build that one on, on, on my own. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, system that's already built and some guy, some guy quote unquote optimized it. No, I, I want something. I, I want to build it myself. So I want one of those wacky small form factor AT motherboards and with just ISA. Actually I would love a, a 486 PCI. I just uh, I'm having a hard time finding those motherboards, uh, you know, with a, with a good price, of course, uh, cheaply. Um but I am finding a bunch with uh you know with ISA ISA cards, ISA with uh Visa Local Bus, VLB, um and I'm finding a lot of them that are all maxed out in cash or cache. <laughs> so the two fifty six yeah, but uh, but yeah, I can't find I can't find a lot of four eighty six motherboards with PCI. That might be. What did you think it might about be, the link I mm-hmm. sent you to one? Yeah, but wasn't it some kind of crazy price? I forgot. No,
1: I, I I I sent you a link to one that was about thirty five dollars. It was some weird off brand, but it was a four eighty six. Uh, could take a DX two sixty six. Had PCI.
0: I'm going to have to check that again. I forgot why I discarded it. I was like, no, not that one. I forgot, though. I'll, I'll have to take a look. It's, it is it is kind of weird um, to see a 486 with PCI on it, but uh, that must be one of those later motherboards that came out uh, right before or during the Pentium days, the, the early Pentiums.
1: Yeah, I I think our best bet would be uh, one of those weird off-brand ones from back then, because getting a proper Asus 486 board is... I'm, I'm not going to pay multiple hundreds of dollars for a 20 plus year old computer. There is just no way.
0: Yeah. You may have to fix, uh, capacitors, um, batteries definitely busted and it's not one of those little round batteries. I'm, I'm talking about like the actual, the real deal. Um, so yeah, you, you may have to do a little bit of work there. Not only that, we got to get the, the right keyboard. We got to get an AT one, AT keyboard, uh, the right case. Um, I don't know, man. Damn it. Now I'm thinking about it and I'm wanting to build it again. (laughs) (laughs) 46 DX2, 66 with uh, maybe the same sound card, because our sound cards rock. Um, You know, video card. That'd be interesting. I want a Diamond Stealth Multimedia video card, 2 megabyte, or maybe like a Trident, S3 Trident or something, you know. Yeah, something that definitely wouldn't be able to run Windows 98 games well, well, but but uh, but yeah, you know that's that's the time. You know that's the that's the video card for the time. I think I had <clears throat> I think
1: I had an S three verge in my, Aptiva.
0: Yeah, what happened to that thing?
1: Um, when I moved to New York, I gave it away. Ah, okay. But well, I, um, I still have mine. Uh, my uh, my retro machine collection was two, and now it's one mm
0: so now you need another one the 4060 x 266 i still have my trident uh video card and, and and the voodoo 2 that you gave me um still have that one eight megabyte um so yeah it'd be it'd be fun I, and, and the sound blaster 16 still have that too um i just i just need to do it you know the motherboard just just got just gotta do it just gotta do it dude do it <laughs> just gotta do it uh, another one that I would, I I've been wanting to build is a, and people are going to say I'm nuts, but, um, I want to build a 46, uh, SX 33 megahertz. So, uh, that's the one that I had when I was a kid, I learned how to use DOS and everything. It's pretty much the one that, that got me into computing. Um, that, that was the one, you know, I had a 286 before that and, uh, it wasn't that big of a deal. And then I had an eighty eighty eight, and um, that wasn't that big of a deal either for me anyway. Back then it was just too primitive, and I I didn't really like it too much. But uh, when when I got the four eighty six SX thirty three, that's when you know and it had VGA graphics and everything, two hundred fifty six color. That's when I was like, whoa, this is better than the Super Nintendo, you know. And then that's when I really got into computing. So that's what I want to build. Um, I've been trying to find one that has it's a motherboard it's a special motherboard well, it's not that special, I guess, but so the forty six s x that I had was soldered into the motherboard, so it was a soldered chip, and then it happened to have a a socket that was for overdrives, so um, I have not found that motherboard yet, and I would really like to um along with my original case, but I have no idea. Um, what the model the case is? I think it was just it was made by a company that I think went defunct or something. Uh, It's called Magictronic, and uh, and Magictronic had I had a Magictronic keyboard. I was all Magictronic out, Um, case everything. And I think that was, but I I don't remember the model or anything. And I've been trying to look for it, and uh, and I can't find it. So I would love to have that motherboard and case if I ever found uh if I ever found any of those. Then the forty six is on. Nice, yeah. one day, uh, one, one day.
1: day, one day when everyone uh, drops the hobby, we'll we'll still be into it. Yeah, you think they will? I I hope they will. <laughs> of course, and again, it's Finer. it's it's not um it, it's not very friendly for people like uh like you and me that have uh, fewer than ten retro machines.
0: Oh yeah. You know what? We got to talk to that one guy, uh Victor Bart.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh funny thing Victor is Victor um, Funny thing is as much as we love um the, the 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 YouTubers, you know, uh LGR and Victor Bart and Phil's Computer Lab and AP Guy um and as happy as I am for them that that is how they make their living, which is fantastic. I think they are also partially responsible for the spike in price for old hardware
0: yeah yeah definitely i mean i don't i don't um i don't blame them in 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 that uh i think that's that's great what they're doing they're 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 bringing that nostalgia factor back and 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 i love their youtubes but yeah i mean sure if you didn't have an lgr and everything the prices would just be uh, rock bottom because i mean it's it's old hardware you know it's and it actually was like it actually was stuff to to get recycled you know people were taking apart penny and pros for their gold so um so you know it was one of those things but then, uh, then you know this this happened and and now a lot more people are into it which by the way Chris did you watch that one episode that one LGR episode about uh that uh that store that they went to before it closed in Texas i think yeah 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 so they went into they went into the store uh and it had all of this hardware it was everywhere everywhere i mean 38,000 square feet stuff. yeah yeah i don't know if it was a warehouse i think it was a warehouse or something it was it was amazing yeah so um that that was really neat you know what we 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 should have done that <laughs> that would have been really neat to do but uh, i think they're closed now shall we wrap this one up yeah, yeah. Um we've yeah, uh it was really fun talking about this. Uh you know, it's one of my favorite sub subjects. Um my retro machine is 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 near and dear to me. So anytime that I get a chance to talk about it, it's uh, it's fun.
1: Yeah, same here. And this one was fun. It was really easy to talk about too. Um we we just blew through an hour like it was nothing.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, we should do more of these. It's it's fun.
1: Definitely wonder what the next one that we don't have to research
0: could be about i don't know but that emulator sounds fun it does i tried to
1: um you're talking about pcem i tried to install this yep. and day and i couldn't because there are no dos binaries i have to compile it and compiling it requires some dependencies that i have to install and then i ran into some apt issues so i need to figure something out maybe an older version or maybe running the windows version through wine, i don't know. but i'll figure something out.
0: You'll figure it out. In the meantime, i'll be running it in good old windows. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Chris, was, this was uh, this was fun. This was fun. It was uh good recording with you again. It's been too long.
0: Likewise. Yeah. Let's uh let's do it again soon. All right. Good night. Good night, Chris.